you are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hi everyone, this is Tony Dow, and welcome to another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. As with every episode, we start off this one stating that the intended audience for this episode are newcomers to pharmacy informatics. In past episodes, I've spoken about the general idea of clinical decision support, but today I'll be going over different types of CDS that exist out there. According to the American Journal of Health System Pharmacy, CDS can be broken down into either passive CDS or active CDS. Passive CDS is defined as a type of CDS that isn't obtrusive and isn't specific to a particular patient. This type of CDS can be configured on a global level. One example of this is having a silent dose calculator. A dose calculator can exist in the system as an on-demand tool for the provider to use calculating doses, but a silent dose calculator would calculate it in the background. Basically, in a silent dose calculator, if the provider enters a dose in something like milligrams per kilogram unit, then the calculator will automatically take the weight of the patient into account and apply the milligram per kilogram dose, then fill out the final dose for the order. Another example of this is filtering down the SIGs for the medications. SIGs, order sentences, data dictionary, they all have different terms based on what system you use, but basically these are the directions on how to administer the medication, such as an example is one tablet orally daily for five days. Uh, We can build these SIGs into the system and have only certain ones available, which is a type of CDS because we are limiting or guiding the provider to only use the ones that are made available to them. Another example more specific to the SIGs is limiting the route option or the dosage form option. If a medication can only be given orally, then we don't allow the provider the ability to order a different route. If a medication is only available in the extended release form, the provider will not be allowed to order an immediate release form. This type of CDS helps improve the correct ordering of medications that may exist in multiple forms, preventing providers from ordering an XR dose in an IR form. And yet another example of this are order sets, which are sets of orders that allow providers to easily place groups of orders at the same time based on the patient's condition. This will be discussed in more detail on another episode. So let's move on to active CDS. Active CDS is defined as patient-specific CDS. And under active CDS, we have non-interruptive CDS and interruptive CDS. So non-interruptive CDS is basically what it sounds like. It's an active type of CDS that does not interrupt the user. An example of this is task lists. Basically, rules in the system can be used to fire a task to the task list of a provider or user. For example, if a patient has a lab result that comes back that's outside the normal range, a role may fire a task to the provider stating that uh, they should take a look at, at the lab and clinically evaluate it. Similarly, rules like this can also send a message in the form of an email or a different messaging system, and this would go to the provider's uh, inbox or user's inbox. Another similar example would be a work queue, and specifically for pharmacy, there's an unverified orders work queue that can normally get orders added to it upon a provider's uh, entry of the order into the system, and this is another type of non-interruptive CDS through a work queue flow. As for interruptive, these type of tools can be broken down to rule-based or database-driven tools. Rule-based tools are customized for specific issues that the institution may face. One example that I've seen is that a PPD placement and a PPD reading may need rule-based CDS to help with improving the workflow between an inpatient and outpatient setting. In the outpatient setting, after a PPD is placed, the patient leaves and then comes back later for a PPD reading like two days later. In the inpatient setting, the patient is here the entire time. And a rule in this case would fire a task for the PPD reading on a new visit 
if it's an outpatient setting, but it would fire on the same visit if it was the inpatient setting. Another example of this would be based on drug utilization or drug shortages. Since drug shortages are a major problem, some rules are written in a way to optimize usage by firing an alert on patients who can go on alternative medications. For example, if linezolid was on shortage and it's ordered for a patient who has not had a lab ordered yet or for microbiology, the rule may recommend they start on vancomycin unless the patient already has confirmed VRE. Yet another example of this is through the use of rules that uh, help transition someone from IV antibiotics to PO antibiotics. If a patient is afebrile and maybe they have the blood counts that meet the criteria, a rule may be fired upon ordering of an IV antibiotic to remind the provider to reassess the patient to see if they meet the requirements for a PO antibiotic instead. Now, database-driven interruptive rules rely on a large database to cross-check ordering information to fire alerts. The basic examples of this are, you know, all those medication databases that power drug-drug interactions, drug-food interactions, route form compatibility, and uh, drug allergy interactions. So hopefully this gave you a better overview on some of the types of CVS tools out there. And I've also linked the journal article with more detail in the show notes. All right, if you guys like this episode, you can subscribe and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also follow us on social media on Twitter or Facebook at PharmacyITME or Instagram at PharmacyInformatics or by emailing me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. And I also wanted to plug a great networking opportunity called Pharmacist Connect. If you are familiar with Microsoft Teams or Slack Workspace, think of Pharmacist Connect as a large vetted one through Slack Workspaces. I've met some great colleagues on it, and there's even an informatics space within it as well. You can find out more by visiting PharmacistConnect.com, which is P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy ITME. And remember, technology is the tool, patient care is the goal.